You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by the monster that is definitely under your bed. You should look right now. It's really scary. No? Instead, it's brought to you by the thing that might keep you safe from the monster under your bed. That's right. Pets. Or pets that are waiting to be pets. Or animals that are waiting to be pets. Either way, go donate to your local charity because pets are the best thing ever. And everybody needs a forever home. And, you know, they help protect you from the monster under your bed. Well, hey there, and welcome to a special episode of Thinking Sideways. The podcast. The podcast, because it's the final week of our Halloween series, and this oh, is our right. Halloween extravaganza. Oh, crap. I need a Halloween story. Uh-oh. Give me Uh-oh. a sec here. Um, it's got to be creepy this week, not like last week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It was a good one. It oh, was. yeah. That was our best. It was. Best ever. Well, I'll tell you what. So this is one of those shows where we're going to cover three different mysteries in one show. So buckle up and let's get right into it. Yeah. Since I'm the one doing all the talking at the moment, I'll start us off. And they're Halloween, so they're, it's extra they're creepy. creepy. Sto- they're creepy oh, yeah. stories for Halloween. That's right. So don't be listening to this in the dark by yourself. Or do, yeah, if that's your thing. Unless you're into that. The first story that we're going to talk about is the unsolved murder of Leroy Carter. 
Actually, you know, before we actually get into the story, you know, I just realized hmm. people who don't know us. Oh, well, I have I, no idea just, who we are. We're just cool. in such yeah. a good mood. We just want to go. <laughs> what is my name? Huh? <laughs> you're Joe, you're Devin, and I'm Steve. Oh, it's true. Okay. There we cool. go. And Thanks since this is Halloween, just be warned, they're all kind of gross, creepy stories. So munchkins around, maybe turn this one off till later. Oh, I don't just know Just in case. That. Okie doke. So, my story, The Murder of Leroy Carter, takes place in February 1981 in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, California. By definition, cannot be creepy because it's February. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It, it Only just, lovely things let me, happen. Let me, let me warm up to it. Okay. You're going to be creeped out. Okay. Uh, specifically in Golden Gate Park, though, the, our story takes place next to Alvord Lake, which is really just a teeny tiny little body of water. It's like 20 by 40, but they that's call not it a lake, lake anyway. It's a friggin' pond. I know. It's that. It's a mud puddle, really. Yeah. Well, at the time, in 1981, the park wasn't really a nice place to hang out. It had a reputation at night for having junkies and hoodlums prowling around all the time. Hoodlums. 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 Ne'er-do-wells. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of... You know, when If you read about the story, everybody brings up the fact that it's right there at the end of Hate Street, because Hate Street is so famous, but it really doesn't have anything to do with the story. But you'll see it. So our story specifically takes place or begins on Sunday, the 8th of February, when somebody found a body in the bushes. The body was inside of a sleeping bag, and at first everything seemed normal. Of course, just another normal dead body. Yeah, yeah. right, and it all seemed normal right up until the police removed the bag, uh, the sleeping bag from the bushes and the body from the bag, only to discover that the head was missing. Oopsie. Seems like your head's usually like near the opening of the bag, so it's like seems like they would have noticed that sooner. But okay, they probably assumed it was just a really short homeless guy. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, so the the head is missing, and every article I've read said that in place of a head in the neck, which uh, by the way the neck had been cleanly cut with a, a sharp object. Uh, probably did it in one stroke, but the investigators found in the neck, shoved in there, were two corn cobs and a chicken wing. Which is really yes. weird. It's, That's what I use to yes. replace heads normally. Yep. Yeah, a little placeholder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so reportedly, also about a dozen yards away, sometimes you'll see this 50, sometimes a dozen, uh, there was the mutilated bodies of a couple of chickens were also found. So that unsolved crime has also not been solved. Uh, who, uh, who murdered these poor chickens? Chicken side. Yeah. yeah people Double don't seem to care side. that much about chicken no, side. No, not really. It's, it's foul. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> oddly. This is Halloween. <laughs> Stop making puns. Yeah, not time for puns. All okay. right, dude. So let's get into the story, though. We'll get serious here. So the fingerprints, uh, they fingerprinted the body, and they would learn that it was 29-year-old African-American Vietnam veteran by the name of Leroy Carter. Leroy had a small history of arrests, but nothing major, so it, it didn't explain why he was headless in the park like he didn't get whacked by doing some crazy job or sure. making the no, wrong no. people mad and well, leroy leroy was homeless at the time correct he was it homeless was like, that so is was, absolutely yeah. correct so he was sleeping in the park nothing unusual about that for him i guess it's true but okay. not but not to say that he deserved it no oh, no, 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 no. Of course if not. somebody i don't want anybody i just want there yep. to be no question oh, no, no. about that yep. in anybody's oh, no, brain not. that's not but, what we uh, say yeah. so if this is 1981 in san francisco and this is a case that immediately has the stink of voodoo on it and the cops that are investigating the crime really don't want to do anything about it and don't really know what to do about it so they turn the case over to inspector sandy gallant 
Now, she had made a bit of a name for herself in dealing with odd cases. Uh, she had handled the investigation of the San Francisco area members of the People's Temple. Oh, yeah, I remember And if those you guys. remember the People's Temple, this was a couple of years after it, but they're the ones who all moved to Guyana and then took a couple of shots at then Congressman Leo Ryan. And uh, then, more than a couple. And then famously, <laughs> and then, and then famously drank the Flavor Raid and mm -hmm. committed mass suicide. Suicide. Yes. So she was involved in investigating those people in some of the locals, mm -hmm. uh, members of the church that were still in the area. Yeah, we discussed them in one of our previous episodes. We mm -hmm. did. Yeah. We did. Now, as you can imagine, you know, Gallant and all the other cops really don't know what the heck they're dealing with. Like I said, they, they figured it had to be something occult and voodoo-ish, but they didn't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, chop a guy's head off, head off and put a couple of corn cobs in there. And a chicken wing. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> chicken and they didn't just set it there. I mean, they stuffed it down like a esophagus or something, didn't they? Uh, I, I, I heard that they were inserted into the neck. I, I believe that would be the only place that you could probably readily put yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I figured that way. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't beheaded very many people, but yeah, you know, that's, that's I think it. that's the only big real hole there. Yeah. yeah. Now, Gallant, she needs help, and she reaches out to a guy uh, named Charles Wetley. He is the Dade County, Florida coroner. That's like my like South Florida. Yeah, yeah that's like Miami, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right in that area, Miami Dade. Mm -hmm. And she did this for okay. I don't know how she what path led her to uh, to talk to to Wetley. But apparently he had dealt with similar or stuff like this because she had been led to believe that this might have been something to do with the religion of Santeria. Mm. Which is Caribbean. And, which, and, yeah, it's a, it's a Caribbean. Well, it, it initially, it's actually from actually Central African. Africa. Yeah. And then the slaves came to the Caribbean and then it morphed. Uh, the, actually, the, the history of that religion is pretty interesting if you read about it, the way that they hid it within Catholicism so that they wouldn't get in trouble with their their slave owners yeah mm. uh but so this this leads her down that path to say okay who knows about santeria okay wetly well she gets old to him and he tells her that yeah it probably is connected but more than likely it's actually directly linked to an offshoot of that religion which is palo mayombe I really hope I pronounce that right. That's how I do it. Hmm, um, that looks about right. And it's it's a darker, creepier offshoot of Santa Yeah, Which yeah, is, there's, there's, is already a little bit uh, a little but weird. There's much more sacrifice. And, and we're going to talk about some of this in theories. And, and later on here, uh, we'll get into it. But what... Oh, actually, you know what? Let's just talk about it now. Because this is, this is what's going on. Is, is Wetley is telling her that it's most likely that. And he's saying that what's happened is the head has probably been taken to be used in, I'm going to call it a stew-like concoction to make a, a, a potion. Head's going to be boiled. It's going to be, then the remnants are going to be used in some kind of black magic ritual. Uh, I don't know what that would be. He didn't venture to guess specifically what it was, but it was going to be some type of ritual. Uh, now, this offshoot religion, the priests, uh, Poleros is what they're called, uh, at least the men, uh, they use both animal and human body parts. Uh, in this case, it would be the skull, the brain, the nose, the ears, the eye, basically everything that's on the head. Mm -hmm. I guess I could have just said the head to go into that potion that they're making and then they can use it themselves or they could sell it to somebody to use for whatever end they were going to use that that 
ingredient mix for. That's still a thing that you see uh, like a lot in Africa these days where um, I, there's this big plight of kids who are born albino in certain mm-hmm. African communities because uh, there are religions that are still practicing in certain parts of Africa where albinos are like, I mean, they're, this is like what they do. They think that like they have this insane magic inside of them and they they're like revered. are often, no, 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 they're not revered. They are often slaughtered. Oh. Human, human children are slaughtered to like, because they have oh, some kind of magic. That mojo, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like, it's crazy to me that that's still happening, but mm-hmm. like, this isn't like a made up thing. This is a thing that actually we have even now documented proof that that's happening still. So, and to wow. practitioners of that religion, this is this is serious stuff. Serious this is not stuff. like a laughing matter. No, it's 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 definitely the real deal for them. Yeah. So what Wetley says is he says, listen, the head's been taken. Uh, it's going to be used in this way. But here's the thing. Whoever did it is probably going to return it, and if they return it, they will return it to the to the site of the murder, yeah. and they will do it forty two days because, after the killing. Because that was a part of the of the whole ritual. Yeah, I, you had I to believe. return it, it to where the rest to of the body. Was. Otherwise, the whole thing doesn't work. Right. right. It's it's a it's a piece of it. Yeah. it. Wasn't there another one like this where somebody said maybe recently even where somebody said no the head's going to be returned forty two days later and they were like yeah okay right. Uh, it might have been this one that I'm actually thinking of. I think it's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. this one because this is this is the biggest irony of this story. This is why I like this story so much. Yeah. Is that he tells Galant this and she says, okay, great. And on the 42nd day, were the cops staking out the park and checking it all out and no. waiting for the murderer to show no. back up? Yeah. No, n- none of them went. None of them believed it. And somebody did find the head in the weeds on the 42nd day. So our killer yeah, right walked nearby up. where Leroy's yeah. body was found. Yeah, yeah, walked up, dumped the head in the, the tall grass, and just walked away scot free. That's uh, <sighs> one of the comical things about this story. I don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm making light because somebody did die. But I'm just, just imagining the scene in, oh, the yeah. cop, in, in the cop shop. They're all standing around, you know, chewing on a donut and having some coffee. And somebody <laughs> walks in and says, Hey, you'll never guess what turned up. <laughs> yeah. At the scene of the crime. Either. Yeah, I bet there were some sour expressions. Although, oh, I bet yeah. you that. I don't think that went over so well. It reminds although, me of yeah. that scene in the Boondock Saints where, like, the local cops are like, no, 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 these guys are miles away and the FBI guy is there and he's like, no, they're going to show up. And, like, as the other guy, the local cop is like, they're, I know all these names. I just don't think yeah. anybody else does. Um, he's like, no, no, no they're going to be miles away. They, like, walk They like walk into the police station, like, while he's, like, ranting and raving. That reminds me of this so much yeah. where it's just, like, one person was like, no, 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 it's going to happen. And yep. everyone else just kind of blew him off. And the case totally would have been solved if somebody yep. would have just taken him seriously. And then no. we would have had the great movie, The Boondock <sighs> Saints. Yeah. Yeah, because then... it was inspired by this, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah. Troy but... Duffy, man. Okay. <laughs> At least San Diego Long got, got to, like, you know, like, Badger them about it endlessly for years until True. she was fired. Well, yeah. and you know what? She's uh, she's made a real name for herself since then, dealing with weird cases that have the occult and magic seem to be linked to them. And she takes these things deadly serious now. If this case had happened, say, 10 years later and she had caught it, she'd have been there on the 42nd day. But in the beginning, she was still just so new at the whole thing. She's like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. realistically, things like this have to happen for yeah. people to take it seriously, right? So it is First a tragedy, time, yeah. right? But 
if if anything good came of this, I'm sorry to say something good could have come of this. Hopefully it means that more cases in the future and more contemporarily have been solved because the investigators are taking it seriously and really saying like this is actually a thing that happens and we're going to actually treat it with respect this time. Okay, well let's let's get into the theories for this story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, really there's a pretty short list of theories here. Yeah. The first one is that, yes, it is a, a Palo Mayombe thing, and that's what it was. And here's some things to know. The, the, there have been multiple cases where the practitioners of this religion are stealing bodies or body parts from graves. And the stuff that I've read has led me to believe or understand that the fresher the body, the stronger the power. That That's, makes sense. It does make sense. And it just seems to me it would be easier, frankly, this may sound callous, but to just kill a homeless dude in his sleeping bag than to go dig up a grave. Oh, yeah. Frankly. Yeah, I there's mean, less likely to get caught. Uh, and it's way fresher. Yeah. Yeah. So here's there's a couple of well-known cases, and I'll give you uh, these here. So uh, this was in New York. Uh about a decade or so ago, there was a, a pair of priests. They were a father and son, and they were found to have at least two human skulls and some other human bones in pots in the basement of their home, which the police were pretty sure had been pilfered from a local graveyard. There'd been a series of break-ins oh, sure. at that graveyard. Yeah. And by the way, when you say in pots, were they in stew pots with water over over burners? It doesn't, it never actually specified that. I'm going to guess they were probably in dry storage. Uh, they, uh. And they would only, I don't think they would keep them soaking until they needed them because it's, you know, it's a recipe. You uh -huh. do it for a certain amount of time with certain things. So I doubt they just had them sitting around pre-soaked. Put them in the freezer. Yeah. yeah. I um, don't know, man. I would pre-brew because you just stick a cork in it and then, you know, somebody says, hey, I'm going to buy this thing for me. And you say, great, here's a hundred bucks. They don't have time to question uh, am I going to come back yeah, for that? See, I don't think that's I don't think that's right because if you think about it, there's a certain mystique to saying "Come back to me in 42 days, True. and I will have brewed your thing." True. Mm. That really. But they could have been brewing their th the thing. But you don't know that everything takes the same ingredients. You would think that regardless. They would wait True. for the order and then and then True. Get True. The parts okay. There, there have been. There's also there's another one. Uh, this was also I don't know why these are all in New York, but there was another one where a woman had uh, was found with a bunch of bones. And it turned out her followers had been the ones that were going out and stealing the bones from the graveyard. And they busted the guy. I remember they busted the guy with the bones. And he then turned around and squealed on her. And that's how they got her. Well... Um, mm -hmm. there's, and there's, uh, here's one that's a little more in line with what we're dealing with, with our case, which is back in the eighties in Mexico city, there was a guy by the name of Adolfo Costanzo and he started practicing the religion and by the end of the decade, this guy had kind of gone off the deep end. He'd, he'd got in bed with the cartels. And so these things that he was making, these spells were for the cartel to help things go better for them. When they eventually got him and uh, he would be shot to death by uh, one of his own people. By they, uh, by they, you mean the authorities and not the well, cartels, right? Correct. Yeah. For the police. Yes, yeah. you're right. The, the police cornered him. And so he had one of his own people take him out. I've heard of this guy. Yeah, but, yeah they the found... Tale. They found, gosh, what it was like 13 bodies buried on his property 
in various states of decomposition in various parts missing from them. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing came crashing down on him because he, or no, it wasn't 13, it was 15 bodies, but he had, uh, he had made the mistake or his people did of killing a U.S. student who was there on spring break. He was a pre-med student, if I remember right. Brought a little bit too much attention down there. And then the U.S. was like, hey, you need to take this guy out. So then they went ahead and, and went after him. And that's how the whole thing came crashing down for him so but i mean this this shows that this does happen it's not as if we've just kind of made this up on our own it also Mm. might help explain the mutilated chickens yeah because i have i have read a few articles that at least anecdotally link chicken mutilation or other kind of ritualistic mutilation of animals Mm -hmm. to this kind of spell casting Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i you know i'm not a member of that group so i don't actually know the rules yeah. right but i i would assume that you know there'd be some sort of connection there yeah if I, it was a ritual right uh, poor chickens you know I mean, yeah. we, we eat them we steal their eggs and then we grab and use them in this stuff it's just like god they're kind of jerks chickens they, they really? they kind of yeah can be. oh okay i don't care then yeah this <laughs> coming from yeah. a guy who has chickens yeah, he would chickens. know yeah, he owns jerks. chicken yeah. slaves yeah. yeah uh but but you know the other thing we talked about this a little bit earlier is not only is this deadly serious to these people and it's real but it turns out for the priests it is a huge cash cow. Oh, yeah. And so you could see the appeal of, let's say, let's just say somebody comes to the priest and says, I need you to do this thing for this crazy, crazy thing. He says, oh, well, that's going to take the most powerful spell ever. And to do that, it's going to, A, cost you a lot of money, and I'm going to have to go to this huge length. So that's going to mean it's going to be even more money. And, you know, realistically, he doesn't, maybe do as much other than he does as joe said sneak into the park and find a sleeping homeless guy and chop his head off with a machete yeah because i'm pretty sure it's a machete that, that is good yeah i would say I was, but then that would bump the price a little bit if you're oh, gonna yeah. go murder somebody to oh, get yeah. your ingredients yeah sorry this is very callous to me but i kind of like the idea of like you you go see your your whatever witch doctor priest whatever uh-huh. and you know you say listen i need this whatever miracle level thing done and he goes okay well do you have the head and you're like, what do you mean? Do I have the head? And he's like, the human head. I need the human head. And you're like, I don't have the human head. What do you mean? And they're like, oh, that price, that like $100,000 price that yeah. I told you, that was if you brought your own head. Mm. You don't have your own head? Well, the the cost, yeah, it doubled. So, <laughs> all right. Your own head rate. Yeah. <laughs> a la carte rate. Yeah. That makes sense. But I, no, I, I like the idea. <laughs> I, I like the idea of like, you know, you go to this guy and, and you tell him your issue and he submits a bid to you and it's got the itemized list. Okay, okay. Murder hapless hobos, get head. You know, leave Turkey Cots behind. I'm okay, really $10, sorry. $10,000. This is like, we don't think it's funny that like this murder happened. Obviously. No, no. We've turned this into a sitcom scenario. <laughs> but I, yeah. Also, I'm really sorry to anybody. I'm actually, I guess I'm not. I was going to apologize to anybody who practices Paulo Myop. Yeah, don't kill us. But huh? I don't really. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, don't listen, put so, a hex so on us, well, though. Let's finish up this theory, though. Yeah. Here. Okay, so the, the final bit of the theory is, well, why was it Leroy? And really what it comes down to is it most likely he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, according to this theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from there, we've got we've got two other theories. Uh, one is that it's just a random murder, which some random killer went out there and sliced his head off. 
and thinking it was funny, shoves the corn cobs and the chicken wing in his neck. And then because of all of the press coverage, because by the way, this thing was covered in the news a little bit at the time, but it it did get some coverage. It wasn't like, you know, national news, but, but it was that, in the paper. Did they actually say in the news that all the Santeria stuff and that the head think, would be returned in 43 I days? I think that that was in the paper. I was ha- trying to find articles from the time. But you know how hard it is it's sometimes hard. to find oh. it in a real, a real Especially small Especially if it's not like... A crazy right. story. But, I mean, you could see where this guy says, oh, wait, I still have the head because I was going to make it into an ashtray. Or I but, still know where the head is, But the cops want it. Or, oh, I'll just take it back. And, they'll, you know, as Joe would say, this throws him off the trail for when I do my next killing. Well, I will say, I assume the cops searched that specific patch where the head did show up. But, I would presume that. I, but we're, but we're assuming, right? Like, it's no, possible. They they must have searched it, but people do miss things. You're yeah. Right. They really, especially, yeah. I mean, they really do. So yeah. it's also possible the head was there the entire time and somebody just went looking, you know, somebody was like, oh, we'll go look after 42 days and we'll see. Mm. And they went and they were like, ah, here's yeah. this head. Although I tend to think probably they didn't go looking after 42 days. Some, uh, somebody was walking in the park and they saw the head. Yeah. Hey, I also tend to... doing? Oh, I, yeah. God. I also tend to think that they they would be able to tell if, if it, it had, had just been sitting, been there. sitting there for 42 days or if somebody had like boiled the heck out of it and used or it in a somebody stew had, or, you know, yeah, if it had been sitting there 42 days, it would have been eaten, not chewed on by the animals mm-hmm. a lot. And so. that's a, that's a great point. We never, ever see anything that talks about the actual condition of the head right. upon yeah. its retrieval. Right. So we have no idea. Right. Yeah. But presumably, if it had been left out there the entire time, they would have just been able to tell by the, just the state of the head, you know, and all the animal bites on it and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I have, I mean, there's, there's really no theories here. The only other thing is that, well, maybe it was choopy, but he's not known for there's doing choopy. good, clean slices. No, he he's kinda, pretty uh, messy. He kind of, you know, saws his way through there. Yeah. So I think we can clear him yeah. in this one. I well, think it was yeah. probably voodoo. I think it's probably. Well, what about, what about the theory that his head fell off? <laughs> It could have. Maybe, maybe some good Samaritan saw the head and thought, oh my God, the, the head needs to be like rehabbed or something. I'll take him to rehab. And then after 43 days, he gave up and brought it back. So screw you, head. <laughs> <laughs> screw you, head. I, uh, I don't think that's it. You don't think it's like a Walt Disney situation, right? Where they preserve yeah. the head only. No? Yeah. You don't think? No, I don't think so. Oh. Well, it's it's not you don't think they do that yeah. for like random homeless people no. in, in Central Park Mm-mm. or Golden Gate Park? Golden or? Gate Park. I don't think so. Yeah, all right, well, that's, the that's well, anyway, all I've got on my story. With apologies to Chippy, i got to say, I'm kind of buying into the whole voodoo story myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I think it kind I of I mean, Chippy could have been the, the purchaser of said potion, but... Ah. Uh, that's true, but I think, I think Chippy's got enough mojo. He doesn't need to go out and pay for it. It's probably true. Yeah, but, um, you know, I just, if there's one thing I've learned from this story, though, is that I'm never going to buy used crockpot from anybody. <laughs> it's, yeah, brand new, in the box. That's, They're yeah. pretty cheap. Yeah, my They're fiance just bought me one of those. So. Oh, did you? Congrats! Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, so much for that one. I've got my own creepy Halloween story. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. This is a case of Christopher Case. You may Ooh. not have heard about this one. The Christopher Case case. Exactly. Mm. Well put. <laughs> yeah. This one. Uh, this one is about ten years more newer than the other one. This happened in uh, 1991. I'm sorry. More newer. Yeah. That's more better. Yeah. It's a frost. Exactly. Uh, this begins uh, in mid-April 1991. Uh, on April 19, 1991, Seattle police got a call from a woman in Fayetteville, North Carolina, asking them to do a, a check on a man that she was concerned about. 
police went by and checked his apartment, and uh, this is actually like the second or so time that they had stopped by to check on him. And they finally apparently found the door open, and they went inside. And uh, they found him in his apartment, in the bathtub, with all his clothes on, dead. Was she a friend? She was a friend. Okay. Yeah, somebody, somebody that he had worked with, apparently. And she and just hadn't knew. seen him in a while. Yeah, they gotcha. were now like okay. living across country from yeah. one but they stayed in contact they with They talked on the phone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, our, our guy in the bathtub, the dead guy, was named Christopher Case. And the phone call to the police was from a friend of his uh, named uh, Sandy Souter. Uh, she said that Christopher had told her that he'd been cursed by a witch and that he'd called her repeatedly to report that he was being attacked in the night while he tried to sleep. Ooh. I have yeah. a cat. I understand that. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Christopher had a cat. When police looked around the apartment, uh, they did find uh, a lot of crucifixes scattered about, especially he was in the bathtub, as I said. They found like cru- crucifixes around the bathtub. Also. Sitting on the, the lip sitting of the, the tub. Yeah, sitting on the rim of the bathtub. Um, and they also noticed that somebody had poured a line of salt around the perimeter of the apartment at the base of the walls with extra little piles of salt in the corners. And uh, everything I've learned from the TV show Supernatural says that's keeping out ghosts and, and other bad creepiness like that. Well, it's I don't chalk. know. I don't know if I would take them all that seriously, but it's uh, salt. I mean, maybe in Supernatural, but I'm just saying in real life, it's chalk. It's chalk lines, really? No, it's Supernatural is real. It's, no. it's the salt. Oh. Well, they, they had Fox Mulder used salt in the X Files once too to, yeah. keep, to keep away a zombie demon kind of thing. So <laughs> I think zombie demons, yeah, yeah, ghosts and bad spirits. It's yeah. chalk. I'm sorry, just trying to you know educate our listeners. Yeah, for okay. the, the ghosts that yeah, are getting for, into their house. For I'm when sorry. you need it, yeah, a little salt is a good thing. Salt uh, is yeah. fine, yeah. And, it's, and it's, you can use it for other things like cooking. Yeah, know, or, so. you know, snails. Yeah, good point. Uh, oh, yeah, where else? They found salt also on the doorstep outside, uh, poured in geometric designs, which is odd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now the man who claimed to have the curse was dead in his bathtub. Uh, there were no signs of violence, no obvious cause of death. And by the way, just in case you're wondering, well, there was no water in the bathtub. He did oh. not drown. He had his clothes on. I, I just said. assumed yeah. he did drown. No, 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 no water. It was not a bathtub accident. Uh, it was a bathtub death, yeah. But let me give you a little background to the whole, th- the whole thing, how this all began. And also a shout out to Jacob, our listener, who suggested this story, although I think I actually found it on List first. You know, one of those ones that has 10 creepy mysteries that, yeah. that'll There's make a you crap your pants, you know, those kinds mm-hmm. of ones. Yeah, exactly. Back to the beginning, Christopher Case was 35 years old when he died. He was uh, raised in Richmond, Virginia. Known for witches. Oh, yeah, totally. Worked as a disc jockey in the East Coast before he got his last job, which was at the Muzak Company in Seattle. The and Muzak. The Muzak Company, yeah, M-U-Z-A-K. They make elevator music. Or are, they, are they still around? I don't know if oh, they're still around. I think they are. So uh, he was working in Seattle doing that, and about a week or so before he died, he made a business trip to San Francisco where he was introduced to a woman who thought that the music company might be interested in some ancient Egyptian music. Mm. Well, actually, and and also Christopher himself was kind of interested in in various weird old music, so he was kind of into it too. And I've never gotten a name for this mystery woman, uh, nor much of a description, except that she was older. And I'm not sure what that meant, if that meant that she was older than Christopher Case or just old. But that was how he described her to her, his friend Sammy Souter. Again, I, I mentioned mm-hmm. her earlier. What uh, what Christopher Case told Sammy Souter was that this woman was quote unquote intense. Apparently, uh, he you know was a little it was a little weird. He felt like something about her was a little bit off. And they met a second time, <laughs> which is at a restaurant, and they had dinner. Uh, and it was then that she told him that she was a witch. And apparently, she said she wanted to have sex. I don't know how she put it. 
Exactly. Yeah, how she how she made a pass at him. Yeah, but apparently the whole thing was a bit off-putting for Christopher because he just said no. Or maybe the girl was ugly. Maybe it wasn't the way she put it at all. I, I don't I know. I loved the reenactment. Oh yeah, that on that, you, on that, that Australian show. Us. Yeah, yeah, she's that got was... crazy yellow eyes. It's the funniest thing and in the world. She's got crazy yellow eyes and, and a sort of crazy expression on, on, on you know. But but yeah, the reenactment is hilarious yeah. because she has this crazed look. Yeah, and those, it's, those it's pretty eyes. fun. And you can hear her voice going. <laughs> Off to me, and he's all, Oh, no, I don't think so. So she puts a curse on him. Oh, you never know. I mean, they portrayed him as being kind of a nice guy, but he might have been totally rude himself. Maybe he might have just like laughed in her face and then walked out. You are you kidding? I'd rather do it with dogs, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, whatever, she puts a curse on him, she's not pleased about being rejected. Uh, and at first, he wasn't stressed about it at all. He didn't believe in the occult. This was not, as according to his friends, he was not some sort of occult-type person, which right. is what's weird about this story. Things did start to happen. Uh, he'd wake up in the night. There'd be str- he'd notice strange shadows moving around in his room. Uh, and once he woke up and he found that he had little small cuts on his fingers, uh, you know, maybe kind of some kind of defensive wounds. And that's what he told Sammy Suter. And this was, I think, a couple of days before he died. Yeah told her about that and i don't know if the cuts were still there when he died if they found them at the autopsy or not i don't remember hearing anything about that i don't either i get the feeling that they were on the level of paper cuts i was gonna say little cuts yeah yeah little bitty cuts it's also i you know i have a tiny little cut on one of my knuckles that i noticed today i don't know when i got it i'm pretty sure which didn't give it to me in my sleep but maybe yeah and it it is weird when you get when you wound yourself and you don't even remember Mm -hmm. doing it you know yeah it's like yeah well those little cuts are super easy though it is yeah Especially paper cuts, you don't really notice them until you're like washing your hands or like mm-hmm. cutting lemons Get a or something. Salt. Yeah, yeah. And then, ow. Yeah. yeah. Christopher Case was trying to sleep. He couldn't get any sleep because he was, again, he felt that he was being attacked. And of course, the lack of sleep in, in turn could not have exactly helped his state of mind. No. Right? No. It's that vicious circle. It kind of is. Uh, he began to research ways to ward off witches uh, on Tuesday, April 16th, 1991. That's two days before he died. He went to a Christian bookstore and bought some crucifixes. And the store's owner was a guy named Rodney Higuchi. And he actually talked to Christopher and he he asked him what he wanted the the crosses for. Christopher says, well, I'm under attack from supernatural forces and I want these crosses for protection. And he asked also if they'd been blessed with holy water. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what the reply to that was. Case leaves the house, I think that night of uh, Tuesday, and stays in a hotel. Oh, he doesn't sleep at home. Yeah, he doesn't want to sleep at home. And it it didn't help, apparently, because, well, you know, dude, you can't hide from a curse. True. Yeah. Yeah. So the hotel. The haunting isn't your house, it's you. Yeah, unfortunately. Curses and feds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next day, Wednesday, April 17th, he goes back to the bookstore. He buys some more crucifixes. And Rodney Higuchi said he saw him again. And he seemed more agitated, more exhausted, more just strung out. And he, at that point, at the first time he saw him, he wasn't too concerned. He figured, eh, the guy's a little crazy. Second time, he's like, there's something seriously wrong with this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, something, and something, or something really actually is going on here. Uh, also that day, Wednesday morning, uh, Christopher Case talked to Sammy one more time, told her he thought he might die from the curse and, uh, she was concerned about him and kept trying to call him back over the course of the day. He never answered. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, Christopher Case went to see a priest and the priest, uh, who was interviewed for that Australian TV show, by the way, that we mentioned earlier. Right. It's mm-hmm. called the, uh, what's it called? The Extraordinary. Something, it's something the, Australian. Yeah, I don't remember. Austra- being Australians, they mispronounce the word. They call it like the Extraordinary. <laughs> or something like that. But anyway, the, the extraordinary. The priest said the case, is, I'll quote him here, could feel this malignant power influencing his body, and he was scared to death that it was going to kill him. 
unquote. So we got a number of people, Sammy uh, Suter, one other person supposedly also in Fayetteville who was unnamed. Mm. Yeah, there was two people that he was talking was called, to. Yeah, two Fayetteville. women. Yeah, two women in Fayetteville, the priest, the, uh, the bookstore owner. Uh, yeah, so he was obviously really concerned about this whole curse thing. Uh, when Sammy got home Wednesday night back in Fayetteville, there was a message from Christopher uh, on her answering machine. Apparently his last words, at least definitely to her, but maybe to anybody. And calmly, they played it on that, that reenactment show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if that was actually his voice on the tape or not. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But he said, they're trying to kill me, unquote. Uh, he also said, I'm, lo- I'm not looking forward to tonight. It's serious. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, about 8 p.m. that night, Sammy calls Seattle PD. He asks them to check on him. They went by his apartment. They found a, quote, found a place to be secure, unquote. In other words, the door was locked. Yeah. And there, there was no answer when they rang the doorbell. Uh, the police did notice, apparently, at that time that somebody had poured a line of salt around the outside of the apartment, like leading from the front door to the back door. Hmm. Yeah. That's always good for your flower beds. Yeah, I know. I'm sure the, I'm sure the, the gardener was really they appreciative didn't, of that. But they didn't notice the... Geometric patterns outside? Apparently not. They huh. just, nobody said. Or they didn't about mention that. it. Yeah. I would mention that over a line of salt. If you're mentioning salt at all, wouldn't you say like also there was this weird shape? You would think so, but Fair I mean, who they knows? might not have found a head. Who knows? Yeah, I yeah. know. But yeah, they could have just like you know, not just not really realized anything was going on. They just walk up, ring the doorbell, not realizing they're stomping all over the the mm. whole salt thing. They're the reason that there, he died. They could have been it exactly. Yeah, they, they, they gave broke the, demon the entree. seal. And then the next day, Thursday, April 18th, uh, Sammy Souter tried to call Christopher Case again, calls him multiple times, gets no answer. Uh, spoiler alert, because he was dead. Mm. Uh, yeah, she called Seattle PD again and asked them to check on him. Uh, they went by his apartment at 3.30 p.m. Uh, according to most reports that I've read, the front door was unlocked at this time, and they went inside. They found the apartment was a mess. There were weird little notes all over the place, crucifixes, salt. They went into the bathroom, and they found Christopher Case dead in his bathtub, on his knees, had his head resting on the edge of the bathtub next to the faucet. Hmm. Yeah, with his clothes on, again, uh, burned down burned down candles all around in crucifixes, and he was dead. And wow. The official coroner's verdict, naturally, it's got a little notice. I sent you guys a couple of articles in the local Seattle paper right. about it. Yeah. It was a little strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the official coroner's verdict was uh, acute myocarditis. Which is heart failure, right? Yeah. Acute, Unspecified. Uh, well, myocarditis is like inflammation of the heart muscle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Christopher was in good health. Uh, he had no family history of heart disease. A uh, friend said he didn't do drugs, didn't drink much, if at all. Uh, they said he was mentally stable. Well, some people said he was less stable in his final days, but I guess that's what a curse will do to you. Yeah. You know, but uh, but he still died of heart failure. But myocarditis is, as I said, an inflammation of the heart muscle. Uh, it is often fatal. In fact, you know, two, three 300,000 people a year in the U.S. die from it. So it's not uncommon at all. Uh, there are a lot of causes. There's infection, including viral and bacterial both. Toxins, certain drugs, um, including some antipsychotics, some designer drugs can cause it. It can also be caused by an autoimmune disorder. So a lot of things can, can cause this thing. Also radiation. Oh, so you're saying yeah. that this witch was dropping plutonium in his pocket? Probably, yeah. That huh. could have been it. I will curse you. <laughs> I curse you. Look over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you don't notice anything in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Wikipedia does not list witchcraft or sorcery as causes of myocarditis. But, you know, what do they know? They're wrong a lot. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So what caused his heart to fail? 
we've got several theories here. One is that he was just frightened to death. I mean, Which he, is a real thing. It can happen. It, it, it literally can happen. Your heart, put that kind of stress in your heart, especially if perhaps he had some pre-existing condition that uh, none of us knew about. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's that. It's that flight or flight or fight pattern. The uh-huh. adrenaline that just like surges through your body can, especially if it's sustained over a number of days, which it sounds like he might have been. Yeah. Will like it'll just literally overload all of your organs, and you know if your heart is a little weaker, it'll yeah. just give out. Yeah, and there are people, like, I, I know a guy who just last year was, like, you know, much younger than me, who just one day, his heart just kind of yeah. blew up, you know, and nobody yep. had a clue. He was a totally healthy, very active, athletic guy, and yeah. bam. Yeah. And so it happens, and so there might it might have been a case with old Christopher, and just mm-hmm. kind of a coincidence. Well, and not, not entirely even a coincidence. The, the witch puts this thing on him, it's sort of, and then one odd thing, little sort of odd thing happens, you know, and then... And then he just sort of... He just attributes it to the curse. Yeah, could that have been the curse? And he starts starts really sort of thinking about Mm -hmm. it. And then something a little odd happens. Oh, my God, it's real. It's a curse. And it just stresses and stresses and stresses. And then, yeah. You just hate cycle. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Uh, So that's one theory. He was frightened to death. Maybe exacerbated by pre-existing condition. Yep. What's our next theory? Uh, It was witchcraft. And I was going to call some witches and ask, but then I thought, well, what if the witch says... Well, Joe, you must have sex with me. And then I get a curse on me, and I mean, I didn't need that, really. Yeah. yeah. We don't really need a and curse And you guys on wouldn't you. make the call either, so, you know, what am I going to no. do? No. No. So well, you're the know. one who likes to call people. Yeah. I do like to call people, but I was a little scared this time around. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, maybe one of our listeners can can answer this question. I don't know if an actual real-life witch is, is capable of putting this kind of deadly curse on a person or not. I don't know. I don't know? either. We will find out. I'm sure yeah, we I'm will. I'm sure somebody will let us know. Oh, Yeah. 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 There's another possibility, which was that it was just sheer coincidence. Maybe, uh, as I said already, it might have been a pre-existing condition. It's, but it's also possible that he just at that he just caught, like, say, a viral infection, which you know inflamed his heart muscle, and it just happened to hap- happen around the same time at this curse happened. And then, of course, you know, he's, he's once again feeling some of the effects of this in his chest, all this stuff that's going on, and starts thinking, "Oh my God, it's a curse!" And then he dies from it, but. It was never. It never had anything to do with the curse at all. Not even dying of fright. He just died of the heart condition. Out of and it's just a sheer coincidence. Totally possible. It There's is. one theory that you have overlooked. Which one's that? He Should could be? have died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh-huh. You know, if he's laying and sleeping in the tub and it is surrounded by candles, mm-hmm. and if, especially if they're cheap ones, so they're not good clean burning, because you know when they burn uh-huh. crappily, they produce a little more than a nice clean burn would. Mm-hmm. And at least I got the impression that he was using, you know, rather large candles, which means yeah. they would burn for a long time. Mm-hmm. That heavy gas would pour into the tub and eventually it would, you know, force the air out because carbon monoxide is heavier than air. Mm-hmm. And if he's got his face in the tub, you know, things, carbon monoxide uh, poisoning yeah. does have an effect on your heart. It's one of the things that it does that kills yeah. you. Interesting. It's possible. Yeah. Though and, his, his face was, his face was barely in the tub though is right he was his head was on the edge of the tub the tub could have been full of invisible gas you know and initially when i thought about this i was like oh well i heard something about the the tap was gunning going a little bit uh-huh. and so i was like oh well then there was water flowing so it would have gone the, the drain and then i realized oh no it's going to have a p-trap on the drain which means because p-traps stop sewer gas from coming up yeah which means gas in the bathroom doesn't go down yeah. either so yeah. that tub could have filled up with carbon monoxide or he could have had a leak in the house, and that's why he was freaking out, because carbon monoxide 
will do crazy things to you. That's I don't know true. where I, where a carbon monoxide leak like what would what would the source of it be? Well, it would have to have been more of like a some kind of Maybe gas, a, leak. A gas leak. Or something be, like some that. kind well, of gas leak rather than carbon monoxide leak, but you know, it's one of those things like maybe he was just eating too much salt maybe yeah he was a salt freak i don't think he had a gas leak though because i mean it's possible that he didn't have a sense of smell and he couldn't detect the gas leak the police probably would have noticed you would think that there would have been some notice if it was a gas leak there was a gas leak but but... i still wonder about the carbon monoxide poisoning yeah i don't know if they checked i mean you'd think they would have checked for something like that though I don't know. You would think they would. You would think they would have checked for a head, but we don't know. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with pre-existing condition just uh, exacerbated. So he was frightened to death, but it was a pre-existing condition. Okay. I'm going yeah. with carbon monoxide. Okay. I'm going with which. All going right. Which? which one? I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? Exactly. Uh, what's on second? Well, my story is uh, also pretty macabre. It's, I think, more, yeah, more macabre than any of them. More macabre? Yeah, more macabre. It's macabre than mine. This is macabre. Yeah. And right. actually, this one was suggested by some people. It was okay. suggested by Candace and Matt. So thank <laughs> you hey, for thanks, that. Guys. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Corpse Bride of Mexico, because I like brides, because I am a bride. Uh, not not quite. this kind you of bride, be. hopefully. And by the way... But... <laughs> yeah, you might, have been, you might have set yourself up. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, just, just uh, to clarify here, this is not Mexico's Corpse Bride. It's a Corpse Bride that's in Mexico. Mexico did not marry a corpse. No, they did not. Okay. That's no, true. Mexico yeah. did not. So. Yeah. Uh, it's also known as La Pascualita. It's a... Good job. Thank you. I'm... Was, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. See, I can pronounce things. I know what things are. This is the creepy mannequin in the window of the bridal store in Mexico. You know the one. Oh, yeah. This is a famous story. You know yeah, the oh, one. Yeah. The legend of this is really simple. The bulk of this story comes from the theories, unfortunately, but that's okay. We'll get through it. In 1930, the mannequin was installed in the same window where she still resides to this day. What what town is this in, by the way? Um, Chihuahua. It's in it's in the region of Chihuahua. Oh. I don't know if it's in the city of Chihuahua. It might be in the city of Chihuahua. Mm. But this mannequin wears a beautiful long white wedding dress. I think it's actually the same one. That she's worn this entire time. I don't think they've ever changed it. Uh, no, they've changed the dress. No, have they? they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I remember in the reading, people who were complaining, whenever they had to go do stuff with the mannequin, they hated it. So I'm pretty sure they changed her dress. Oh, they hated it just because they were creeped out by it? Yeah. Uh, oh, you mean like a, a store shop Yeah, an employee. Helper? Yeah, like an employee in the store. Huh, I did not read that. I swear I read that, but... I think you're making I, that up. I could yeah. be. I could be wrong. It, anyway... Uh, it's very. It's always a long, flowy dress. Uh, the store was owned by Pascuala Esparza, who had a daughter who was to be married just a few days prior to the installation of this mannequin in the window. And um, the daughter, it's said, passed away from being bitten by a black widow spider like on the day, on the day of, or, the of the wedding or like well, the day before the day of the wedding. It's super sad and tragic. Yeah. So people speculated because the mannequin actually looked a lot like this daughter. They thought actually somehow, I don't know how they think, but somehow that Miss Esparza oh. just somehow preserved the body of her daughter in mannequin <laughs> form. Uh-huh. And, just no. like put her in her wedding dress in the window and that she's there preserved there 
sounds like to this a day. sounds like a great like Alfred Hitchcock sort of thing. Yeah. Do you think? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot like that. What's that story of the mummy that's in the carnival ride that it turns out is a real body? Mm-hmm. You remember that one? She's talking about the the real story or the movie story. No, the real story, not the movie uh, story. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Well, there's though. there's a ton of stories about like the haunted mansion in Disneyland, like has X ah. number of real skulls in it. Not true, obviously, but whatever. So yeah, most of the discussion, as I said, revolves around theories on this one. So we're gonna hop right into theories, and the two theories are either it is a mannequin or it is a corpse. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's basically, yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, so let's talk about the theory that it is a corpse. A okay. corpse? First. It's a corpse. Okay. It's a corpse. So it is a corpse bride. It's the, it's the real corpse bride of the daughter of the owner of the shop who died okay. from a black widow bite the day of her wedding. You will also see, there's there's multiple means of death you'll see listed for this girl. Every, but, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, she never got like crushed by, by like a gravel crusher. No. Like no, no, but there's a couple of different ways that she died. So what yeah. are some of the other ones you saw? I think I saw. I saw this one the most. That's why I keep Yeah, well, this one's it. the most prevalent, but yeah. I seem to remember something about like she was upset that she couldn't marry somebody and so she threw herself off a cliff. I've seen that somewhere. Okay. And there's there's a couple of different. That doesn't ones. lend itself to mannequinization as well. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the mannequin. If you listen to these while you drive, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm sorry, but if you're at your desk or you're near a computer, you should Google it. If you don't already know the mannequin that we're talking about, her hands are really super creepy. Like they're the creepiest part they're very realistic they're super like hyper realistic the rest of her you know the the face is not necessarily lifelike but more lifelike than a normal mannequin oh yeah the hair is a wig but you would expect that from even a real preserved corpse Mm -hmm. you know if you were trying to do that if you were trying to preserve it you would make a wig out of the hair so that'd be a pretty quick turnaround process (laughs) to make a wig because wigs make take like 40 hours to make good ones but but also you know the other thing about the the contrast between the face and the hands is that uh, your bride typically i don't know what's going on in mexico or not but uh might be wearing a lot of makeup on her face but not on her hands that's true i explain why she's kind of monochromatic in the face but her hands have like the typical color variation that you see well the hands i mean the thing um let me finish describing this and then we'll talk more a little bit more about that has her eyes are clearly fake like obviously like any kind of taxidermied anything her eyelashes that is what they say um The eyelashes are fake, but look like real hair. I mean, you know, just like fake eyelashes. They're well done. And then the... By the way, fake eyelashes are essentially, for all intents and purposes, real. And then the eyebrows are real hair, like, stuck into the mannequin. Mm -hmm. They're not just, like, drawn on, like we've seen in some preservation efforts. And so what I want to say about the face is that there's no wrinkles or any kind of fine lines or anything. There's a lot of tension. The, in the skin it's it's very firm it's, it's very not, firm it's yeah slack yes um and that doesn't really occur in real people even mm. with makeup it settles into especially in the 30s your makeup's going to settle into your grooves a little bit mm-hmm. so it is less lifelike than the hands but again if you were to preserve a body you would pull that skin probably about as tight as you could mm-hmm. 
Very true. Uh, it is said that she has varicose veins on her legs, but I can't find any pictures of that. Well, when has she ever been seen with uh, not wearing a full-length wedding dress? Well, according to Steve, shop it's employees. when shop employees have to change the mm-hmm. corpse. Yeah. That's that's where that comes from, is people who say they've worked in the shop, and that's... And that's where the varicose veins thing, come, uh-huh. thing comes from? Yeah, yeah. Seems like you would have taken some pictures by now, but whatever. And also, there is actually a case... Well, two cases, actually, of corpses being preserved on this level. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is um, Lennon. You know, John Lennon. That's right. <laughs> no? you, can, you can see his corpse in Hollywood. Uh, uh, sorry. I really, I mean Vladimir Lennon, the former leader of the Soviet Union, who died a mere six years before La Pascualita, mm-hmm. uh, reportedly did, on January 21st, 1924. His corpse... actually not dead. He's a... He's a... You know, they've been keeping him alive somewhere yeah. in a, a laboratory. It's possible. Yeah. It's and totally if his possible. his corpse is still around, it's still looking pretty. It's on display in Lenin's mausoleum in the Red Square in Moscow since, again, just a few days after he died. I think more than a few days, but yeah. the sto- they say, like, just before it was a couple days. Yes, his preserved corpse has been there for literally a million years. The thing about Lenin's corpse, because people talk about Lenin's corpse, like, a lot for this, right? The thing about... Lennon's corpse is that um well there are some issues with preserving uh, <laughs> a yeah. corpse on this level it's uh, actually been a major undertaking it a has lot. been They've spent a lot of money on it yeah uh one of the big problems that people that the embalmers faced was you know Lennon was older when he died mm-hmm. and so there were dark spots and things like that and that continues to kind of get worse as he's preserved lots of it's mold but we don't really yeah i was gonna say the mold that. is a big problem <laughs> mold is a really big problem with lennon but uh they they seem to be able to kind of correct that with a variety of different baths and chemical baths yeah basically so yeah. they kind of were i guess they kind of basically bleached his body or his skin a little bit didn't they replace a body part or two they, a they couple of bad. they've they have definitely replaced a number of There's, them yeah it's one of those things like george washington's axe you know <laughs> kind of like that one yeah i mean they yeah they've replaced there have been like damp spots on the skin they i think they replaced an entire arm at one point because i think honestly the only thing they haven't totally replaced is his face at this point well, and i was doing some googling and i can't tell but i think they actually like very like this past year may have replaced him with a mannequin yeah <laughs> like this past year because in night uh in 2016, not 19 something, in 2016, it cost Russia 13 million rubles of federal rubles, not dollars, to uh, maintain his body. There's like a team of experts. He's human jerky. He is human jerky. I would not be surprised if there's nothing really left but his hands and his face and the rest of it's all just a framework or a mannequin down there. I've seen a photo or two of his body um, and his torso is just creepy looking because of course he's got no organs so it's just his rib cage and it's just this... it's just skin and bones yeah, literally and it's, yeah. it's really gross looking yeah also you may have missed it because the boys were interrupting me but i did say 13 million rubles to preserve lenin in this creepy jerky state uh-huh. um that's like it's like over two million dollars american yeah that's a lot of money mm-hmm. to preserve the body of like one person and it's not really done particularly well it looks kind of well, like because crap. it's not necessarily easy to preserve a human body for that length of time Listen. no it really isn't uh yeah 
But I gotta say, by, by the way, guys, if I die, I don't want my body to be on public display. Just cremate me. I don't care what the fans say. Oh, well, I already uh, bought the glass the glass coffin, dude. You're, uh, crap. We've already signed the paperwork. You remember oh. that, that contract you thought you were signing for, oh, uh, for advertisements? Yeah, no. Yeah. I had the coffee tin already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so... Like I said, Lennon's body, he has a team of scientists mm-hmm. literally dedicated to preserving his body. Mm-hmm. We also have a true, a actual true story that is really creepy that we're going to talk about right now. Of what, a more amateur attempt? Of a more amateur attempt that yeah. might be more representative of what it would look like if just a random wedding dress shop owner were trying to preserve the body of her deceased daughter. Mm-hmm. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's have this. Just as a warning, it, it this did not go well. No, no, no. That's a... this is this is an icky story. This is it the story. Ha! <laughs> this is the story of Carl Tanzler and the love of his life. Long story short, after spending most of his life with a fake love of his life, he really finally met his one true love when he was treating her for tuberculosis. It's kind of sad that he met her when she was kind of on her way out the door. Well, it's weird because he says that when he was a child, one of his ancestors came to him and said, Hey, this I here I am describing to you the woman of your dreams. And for, and for his entire life, he carried this image with him. And Mm -hmm. he even, he married a different woman. He fathered children with this other woman, woman, and they seemed to live a pretty happy life, even though she wasn't the described one. And then one day at work, when he was like, he was a radiologist, I believe, he went. Yeah, he worked at a hospital. He worked yeah. in a hospital. He went to, you know, treat a patient who was suffering from tuberculosis. And he was like, oh, you're the woman my ancestor described to me when I was four in a vision. That's mm-hmm. great. Yep. And became obsessed with her. He did everything he could to cure her tuber- tuberculosis, but. He probably in those actually days, made things worse. He probably did. Because he was using radiation to try and cure her. Yeah, but, I mean, in those days, that's what they thought was maybe going to oh, work. Oh. It was way before there oh. was any kind of science behind it. Oh, I know, it. I know. This was, yeah. this was right around the time people were taking radium pills. Yes. Which we've talked about yeah. before. Oh, so. people were actually, uh, doctors were prescribing cigarettes for tuberculosis. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. it was like, it was that crazy time where nobody really knew what to do about tuberculosis, but everybody was kind of trying whatever. So Carl... Yeah. So Carl made it worse or something, but he financed a lot of her recovery. And then when she finally succumbed to tuberculosis, he actually paid for her entire funeral. He paid for the above ground giant mausoleum Mm -hmm. that her body was interred in. And then uh, nobody really knows how long it took for him to lose whatever tiny marbles he had left, but he did lose them mm-hmm. pretty tr- pretty drastically uh, by claiming that his love was calling to him from her grave, begging to be released from her stony prison. Well, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he put a... I thought that he paid to have a telephone installed in the mausoleum. That sounds like something he would have done. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I believe he did. Yeah. Have a and he was just having these hallucinations and just kept thinking she was calling to him and saying, release me, release me. He had gone around the bend at this point. Yeah. Lost the marbles. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess he just decided like, I don't know, she's the love of my life. So, okay. Yeah. I'll let her, I'll set her free. I'll set her free. So he took uh, like a red ride, rider wagon like a little red kids wagon uh-huh. with him to the 
to the mausoleum and um, took her body from the casket and, uh, and uh, put nobody it, noticed him trucking down the street. Apparently with not. Little wagon. Put it put it in the <laughs> yeah. the wagon and took her back home, where he um, <clears throat> used wire hangers to put her skeleton back together, put glass eyes where her normal eyes would be, not where her normal eyes would be. Yep, going with it. Uh, replaced her rotting flesh with wax-coated fabric and some plaster. Didn't he use some mortician's wax also? A little, yeah. yeah. Uh, then he stuffed her body with rags and made a wig from her hair. Makes sense. And judging from the pictures, put some makeup on her and like very crudely painted some eyebrows on her. It's super creepy. It looks like a paper mache mask. Mm -hmm. Her face looks like a paper mache mask. No, it's it's not attractive. No, it's it's, super creepy. It is. So once he was done creating his His monster, monster love, I don't really know. He dressed her in some of the clothes that had been left in his house because he, again, was a crazy person and was keeping all of her clothes and put her in his bed. Yeah, he Forever unclean. <laughs> Where he, slept Where he her, yeah. may or may not have had sex with her. He did sleep with her body every night for I, seven years. I know, I know. I, and, um, he, uh, he was using a lot of perfume and a lot of disinfectant sprays to kind of mask the scent, but it took seven years for somebody to realize what was going on. Yeah, he eventually got busted. He did. But it turns out the statute of limitations had expired on grave robbing after seven years, so he wasn't really prosecuted for anything. He's still, I don't know, it's one of those things I... Uh... I, I still feel he should have just been locked up on general principles. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean yes. I absolutely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But the reason we tell you that story is to tell you that that's what... Because it's Halloween and it's a creepy, creepy it's story. It's creepy. We yeah. wanted to shoehorn it in here. But also, yeah. you know, Lennon looks like crap, like jerky. And he's, he's in a temperature-controlled case. Cared for by Cared for by, like, a, yeah. a team of scientists that are constantly rehabbing him. This is a story of a really creepy amateur attempt to get a corpse to be preserved on the level that we're talking about with La Pascualita. And, it's, and by the way, this attempt has failed horribly. So we have yeah. Soviet-level jerky and we have spackle jerky. Yeah, basically Those we have... the yeah. spectrum here. Have we're you, just going yeah. deep into disproving the crap out of it. Have you seen <laughs> the pictures of this particular Carl oh, Tanzler's corpse oh, bride? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... Yeah. pretty uh, Super yeah. creepy. Yeah, and yeah. not anywhere natural, normal uh-uh. looking yeah. at all. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. yeah. So I, if you don't have to take my word for it, like reading Rainbow, don't take my word for it. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the things that I've seen from actual funeral, funeral directors and morticians around the internet. As we talked about, even if a body is embalmed like Lennon's is, it, it's a team of experts to kind of even halfway maintain the semblance of And Lennon is not in a storefront window mm-hmm. in the sun every yeah. day. In well, Mexico. I think he's in a he's in a sealed glass coffin which they can control the temperature and also he is. isn't it flooded with like nitrogen or something? something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's oxygen. intense there's no oxygen in there. Yeah, think, no. Yeah. On top of that, uh the climate, as I mentioned, like, you know, it's it's Mexico, so it's gonna be like extra hot. The Um, desert. Yeah, and the oxygen is going to be crazy. And if I didn't mention this, 
just to drive it home. We're talking like 75 years in the window, not like, mm. oh, it was a couple years. 75 years of no visible deterioration whatsoever seems crazy to me, but hey, mm. that's, just, that's just me. The hands is the thing that we do talk about a lot. Because they yeah. are super, super creepy. So we're in the... Just, just to clarify, I realized I don't know that we specifically Oh, I'm sorry. Said... I did not specify. You're right. Uh, as soon as we started talking about creepy Carl dude, we started talking about it was, it was a fake. Okay. It was fake versus being a real... Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. making sure. I suddenly looked down and was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. I think I must have deleted that out of my script. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, so just to be just to be clear though, we're so we started out with it it is a real corpse and then now we're back to like, And it's, Carl it's was not, illustrating that it couldn't be. Yeah, couldn't, it couldn't be. be yeah. yeah. Okay. The hands um are creepy. Yeah. But I believe they are just really well done mortician's wax. I was going to say, it really looks like, to me, the hands, because because when you look at the photos, you can see there's texture like you have on the top of your finger. But more importantly, when you bend your thumb, that that wrinkle between in, in the joint, mm -hmm. uh, between yeah. your pointer finger and your thumb, just naturally, and she has that, yes. where a cast mannequin would not. So it's got to be somebody took a impression, you know. I was going to say, I suspect what happened is somebody took a cast of a hand mm -hmm. in a position and then filled the wax in and then went through and kind of, you know, painted or carved away certain details of it. I because like more... Joe said, there is some color. variation in the color. Oh, there's even. Total. I mean, you look at my white guy hand here and there's many colors in it. You yeah. Know, the, and, the, you know, the veins. And, and that's the what makes La Pascualita's yeah. hands so... But that Creepy. can be replicated by a skilled artist. Absolutely, yeah, it, can. it can be. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it can. Yeah. The last thing that I will say for this theory is um, Lenin's body is a much better representation of what it looks like when you hard embalm, quote unquote, mm -hmm. a body, which is pretty much the only way that you could preserve it for this long, which is you flush all of the fluids out with like super, super strong chemicals. And that it basically just it flushes out your entire body you have no moisture in your body anymore and if you've ever you know gone out drinking and then woken up the next morning and thought oh my god i look like death because i'm so dehydrated because you know my eyes or everything looks like extra wrinkly times that by a million and that's what you get when you totally flush all the fluids out of body he looks like mm -hmm. you you uh, you know the new Captain America movie that the first one of the new reboot that came out a couple of years ago and there's the red skull oh yeah the yeah. character the red skull yeah. he looks like the red skull to me the way his face yeah. is so oh, hardened and, yeah yeah, yeah. But it is a bit of an angular face anyway. But it is you there's no moisture in the mm -hmm. face. So the only way to realistically preserve a body for that long is to totally drain all the fluids out of the body. Right. But if you're gut if you drain all the fluids out of the body, the body's not going to look particularly lifelike anymore. Well, it's going to dry up. Right. right? So yeah. La Pascualita looks pretty I mean, relatively lifelike. She still. looks moist. Yeah. Well, she looks. Yeah. She doesn't look dehydrated. She looks like, she, like the that. skin is supple. Yeah. That's probably the better way yeah. to say it. So yeah. I think moist is a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I realize okay. that. Yeah. So I think overall, we just spent you know twenty minutes debunking a story that I spent <laughs> five minutes talking about, but yeah. I don't think she's a corpse. I don't think I don't, so, yeah. I know Joe has, like, an additional theory to this whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, so there's always the uh, the curse theory. 
It's true. We have been talking about curses a lot. Yeah, why not talk about it a little bit more? You know, let's talk. I'm talking about tales of the macabre and stuff like that. But supposing that our young bride was just thinking about it and imagining the life ahead of her and thinking, oh, I'm going to get married, then I'm going to have kids, I'm going to get fat, I'm going to get old, I'm going to be unattractive. And, and she just goes, so she goes to the local shaman who's like, lives in a mud hut at the edge of town. And, you know, it's the one that's festooned by skulls and femurs done in crucifixes and all that stuff. And it goes out and says, oh, pays some money and says, I, I want to be young forever. I want to be this beautiful forever. You know, and so he turns her into a mannequin. Yeah. You know, that's that. Yeah, we've heard that. We've all seen that kind of story before. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a Disney movie right Oh, now. Yeah, yeah, Twilight Zone and everything She's else. She's just so, waiting yeah. for her true love to come kiss her. Uh, yep. Exactly. Ain't going to be me. Yeah. Just on the off chance she actually is a corpse. You know, so me no touch Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, overall, I think she's. It's creepy. I think she's an exceptionally well made face. Especially yeah, for. So. Like the 1930s. Oh well, there's there, that was an era of some real artistry. Yeah. And so I mean, it's it's the age. I don't think the the time is as important as just the fact that she was made. Yeah. It's not when she was made. It's just somebody was really really talented. Yeah. Yeah. And she was really a, well one done. of a kind. And yeah. there uh, there definitely were talented people back in those days as much as today. Probably more so. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Yeah. Everybody was used to working with their hands a hell of a lot more in those kind of those kind of. And, and, endeavors and we didn't have distractions like the internet people needed something to do yeah you know? it's true Definitely. we will never have another one of these because there's facebook yeah, yeah dang it exactly. facebook yeah all right well that is all of our stories in this year's halloween extravaganza halloween palooza yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you, uh, I know you waited to get the most creepy stuff from us until the very end of this episode, so let me give it to you. It's our email address, which is thinking sideways podcast at gmail.com. If you have questions or feedback, anything like that, you can go ahead and send us an email. If you want to see a picture or links or anything like that from the stories that we've covered today, those will be on our website along with links to our episode list and merchandise, all that good stuff. That is all going to be at thinking sideways podcast.com. You are listening to this episode right now, so you've gotten it from somewhere, whether you downloaded it or streamed it. So if you are enjoying the show, take the time to subscribe. That's what helps other people find us, whether it be Apple or Google Play or Stitcher or whoever it is that you're using. Continue on, enjoy, and we'll keep putting them out there. And since we've complained about social media before, we should probably talk about it, which is we're on social media. We have a Twitter account. It's Thinkin' Sideways without the G in the middle because of that lovely character limit. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. So join the page uh, or join the group and like the page. And of course, we have a subreddit. So episode conversations happen in there. And that having all been said... Go enjoy as much candy as you want, because it doesn't matter. It's Halloween. Yeah. Hey, enjoy yourselves. Don't get scared to death. Don't become a mannequin. <laughs>